afford to be here. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away. A song away. A song away. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and I'm alone tonight, but I'm not alone. That just means Kyle's not here. Kyle's still away on his uh, on his holiday break. But uh, we still have a guest tonight. We have a guest co-host. She's a, a longtime friend of mine. I think I've known her for over 25 years, easily. Uh, back in my, my days in uh, Chicago doing stand-up. And she now lives in London. And we'll hear all about her in a minute. But let's introduce her. Please welcome Dara McGarry. Thanks, Pat. And it is still McGarry, right? It is still McGarry, because it kind of rhymes. Derry, McGarry. Kind of. See, when in London, people have trouble with the Dara part. Mm-hmm. So my second day on my new job in London, my boss told me, he, he said, look, I just need to tell you that we can't pronounce your name. <laughs> so we're going to be calling you Dara. All right. But it could have been worse, though. We're going to call you Knucklehead. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to call you Ass Munch. (laughs) So I hope that's okay. That's Miss Ass Munch. Pip, pip, let's go to the lift, uh, Ash Munch. (laughs) I can't even say ass, I say ash. Ash. Ash Munch. Now, uh, Derry, you just flew, you flew in today from Florida, from Orlando. From Orlando, yes. I was spending the Christmas vacation with my brother, Mm -hmm. who is just a few years older than I am. Um, which was nice. And he is an avid Beatles fan. So I've spent the last eight days listening to nothing but Beatles music. Oh, then you're going to be bored to tears because that's what we're going to do tonight. What? Yeah. Didn't I tell you? (laughs) God, I was so ready for something else. (laughs) All right, fine, fine, fine. We'll do Beatles. Now, what we're doing uh, tonight, and you guys already know because you saw the artwork and you've read the description. It's, it's so like I always explain what we're doing, but they already know by the time it drops because they just they they can see it. But uh, we're we're playing vinyl again tonight. We're going to play. Uh, uh, Dara uh, Dara cleared out a storage facility, and I was asked to take all her Beatles albums and keep them here because she didn't want to put them in another storage facility uh, because that would be bad for them. They would melt or warp. And so, I knew that you would cherish them. Yes, yes, yes. So I have um, I have all your Beatles albums here at the house. So I gave her, I said, hey, oh, you're coming into town. We can either do, we can do one of two things. We can do a Duran Duran episode because that's one of your favorite bands. Or is it, it is. your favorite band? Mm, it is one of my favorites. One of the top five. Top five. Okay. Yeah. Do, you, do you know what the other, the other ones would be? Certainly the Beatles. Beatles and Duran Duran. Okay. Uh, Neil Finn and any of his iterations. Okay. Excellent. Split ends. Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac, yes, yeah, yeah. Well, that is actually would have been another one anyway. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. And then, and then the fifth, Ozzy uh, <laughs> <laughs> takes a left turn. Ozzy Osbourne, just solo though. Not, not I don't like Black Sabbath. <laughs> no, do you have a? Do you have a? Uh, I probably do, and I can't think of what it is right now. I just assumed that there would be five. Which right. sounds yeah. like a we good always say no one number. says top four. Yeah, no, nobody says that. Rarely, no. Uh, so and so, Dara said, "Let's do, uh, let's do the Beatles, do the vinyl." So now, people that listen to the show know that the first time we did vinyl, I used my uh, my daughter's uh, 
you know, these kids nowadays, they, they get into vinyl and they have like a close and play basically. And we just, uh, and it's got an ear uh, jack, headphone jack. So I just, uh, we just plugged that right into the board and everyone said, boy, that really sounded shitty. <laughs> and I'm like, really? <laughs> Didn't sound that bad, did it? And I said, maybe that's just vinyl because uh, there's limitations with vinyl. But they're like, no, you got to do it better next time. So then Kyle said, oh, I got a turntable. A friend of mine gave me his turntable. Mm. So we plugged that, um, we finagled it and plugged it directly into the board. And, uh, and that sounded better. But then, you know, some people, some vinyl heads and some audio heads said, you need to like run it through like a receiver and then into the board. So tonight, thanks to uh, my friend, Mike Schmidt, I I helped, I helped paint uh, Mike Schmidt's apartment and get his apartment all uh, in order. And when I was leaving, he goes, do you want this uh, Sony? It's like an all in one. It's like one of those all in one deals and had like four speakers he goes i'm just probably gonna throw that out or do you want it i go uh no i don't want it and i was like okay i'll take it and so in preparation for this i'm like wait i think i can if that has input jacks in the back and it does video it has video input jacks so kyle's so what we got is kyle's turntable is into this all-in-one and then i have uh uh the earphone thing in to the front of it and then it's into the mixing board and then here we go. It's Wait, working. That sounds really complicated. Like something's plugged into something's plugged yeah, into. Yeah, well, yeah, like that. This, the turntable's plugged into this, and then this cord here comes out, and it's plugged into here. And then <laughs> then the uh, the mixing board is plugged into the computer. It's cr- <laughs> it's ridiculous. It just it's like very a- high tech. It's way too much for me to do by myself. It just seems like one of those um, a cartoon situations yeah. where you've got everything plugged into a big, giant... Uh, a box into yeah. the wall and then it explodes and <laughs> hilarity ensues. And then a coyote comes right, and right. knocks a road runner down <laughs> a cliff. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, so that's why it's nice when Kyle's here because um, I just say, is that stuff working? Let's go. But tonight I had to do it all. I did it really quickly too. Well, I used to have one of the, the all-in-one yeah, yeah, yeah. things. I mean, it's even got, it's got a dual cassette. Oh. It's got a three uh, disc changer. It says MP3. I don't know how it plays MP3s. Maybe you can plug oh, your... Well, it's uh, fancy and new. MP3s. Yeah. Plug your video. Yeah, this is actually into the video input, so... It's working. <laughs> so we'll, we're going to play an album, uh, yeah, and it'll gonna... actually just show pictures. I hope so. It, sh- it will show like an old timey video. Right. <laughs> uh, so, Dara, uh, tell us about yourself uh, a little bit. You, uh, you moved to London how many years ago? First time I moved to London was in 2010. 2010. So, and I, I was there for a couple of years uh, on a job. Then came back to L.A. And what do you do? you got to tell us what you do. Can you say what you do? What's your job title currently? My current job title is Senior Artist Manager. And that is, uh, you work with the the, uh, visual effects. Yes. So I work in post-production on movies. Mm -hmm. And movies such as Avengers. um, Avengers Infinity War? Yes. All right, cool. Yes, Thor. Um, Thor Ragnarok. Yes. You guys just you guys you just you thumbnail it. You just Thor. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to just remember the actual titles of the films did, and not the working titles. You did the Dark Knight. Yes. Uh, you did. Uh, was it Casino Ro- Skyfall? We did Skyfall. Yes, we did everything that Chris Nolan has done. Okay. All of Chris Nolan movies. Um, and currently looking at. Some other action movies. 
All right. I can say what we're working on. You probably, Actually, probably can't. can't. Yeah, okay. You did tell me a story once about a, a, a digital effect that you had to do, I think, in Skyfall. But are you allowed to talk about the effects that you've done, or is that a no-no? Yeah, I think we can. Yeah. It's the one, the glove, the gloves. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, where there was a, uh, when they were shooting, um, the plot point was that it was a fingerprint on the, recognizing on... gun. Yes. It would recognize his hand, right. so only he could shoot it. Right. But then they realized after the fact that they had actually shot that scene where he was wearing a glove. Yeah. So, but they didn't have the resources to go back and reshoot it without a glove. Mm-hmm. So there was some digital magic. So they basically put a skin over his glove, <laughs> right? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Or just replaced his hand. Or just, oh, okay. Yeah. That would be easier. Yeah. But it's like you had told me that, I think, before the movie came out, maybe. Possibly. Or before I saw it. Yeah. And, and I looked for it and I couldn't tell at all. Right, because it's so fast, right? It's cr- yeah, it's fast, but it's just... it's And it's seamless. And no one would be looking for that anyway. No, nobody's looking at the Mm-mm. compositing marks on a hand and... There's someone uh, that works out here. I forget who it was. They worked on this Ron Howard film. I'm trying to think what the uh, title was. It was with... Um, it was when he did a comedy with Kevin James and Vince Vaughn. I forget what it's called. I could look it oh. up. Okay. Do you remember? No. I'm going to find out the name. I got my computer in front of me. But um, they said that it was, uh, they go, the digital effects are costing us so much money. And I'm like, digital effects? What are, you, what are you talking about digital effects? It's a stupid comedy. And they go, no, Vince Vaughn looks so terrible that they have to remove all, the, it's called the dilemma. They have to remove all the bags and dark circles and oh. stuff. From his face. I'm like, are you kidding me? And they're like, no. And then I actually did see that movie and Vince Vaughn still looked bad. So I was like, how bad <laughs> did Vince Vaughn look? Because I'm no. not seeing anything different here. Oh, so no. there can be, what I'm saying is, it doesn't have to be like uh, the Hulk uh, fighting a dragon. Right. It can be simple stuff that you don't even realize. Yeah, there's stuff you don't even realize, like uh, removing wires mm-hmm. for safety reasons if an actor is held by wires so they okay. don't fall off something sure you know like a step a ledge <laughs> uh, or a lot of digital makeup I mean seriously where maybe someone needs to be slimmed down mm-hmm. that kind of irritates me though yeah I heard that there was a little bit of that done on like uh, on Scarlett Johansson's posterior in some films in some Avenger films yes well I mean she was pregnant in, in oh, that's right. in, in the second one. Right. So yeah. they had to sort of adjust yeah. that costume. But the one thing they couldn't adjust is she had a pregnant walk. <laughs> a bit of a waddle. <clears throat> that's like, funny. You can't really, can't really fix that with digital No, makeup. no, you can't. But, uh, uh, what was the... Um, there was something else I was going to say about a movie or something, but I forget. But anyway. Oh, well. And, you, yeah. um, and now you're going to be... Will you have dual citizenship? So I'm getting ready to apply for permanent residency. Okay. Which means that I can hang out there. And you don't have to get you don't have to get a work visa like all the time and worry right, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. All and right. then a year later I'll apply for citizenship. And then you'll have dual citizenship? Yes. Then I can stay there forever. But yeah, you're not coming back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you no, like we, it there. I love it there and I know that my records are in really good hands. Mm-hmm. 
So that was the oh, only reason. Oh yeah, yeah, why yeah. True, true. I'm just. This is really just to pay a visit to my album collection. Once I know you're really not coming back, I'm, these are on eBay. In like a second. <laughs> you're gonna make those uh, those plant holders out of the. <laughs> we can melt them into a bowl shape. Oh, who does that? I don't know, but somebody does because I always see them in record stores yeah, yeah, yeah. and charity shops. Yeah, that would be like that would be like so. Uh, what do I want to say? I I don't have words today. That's gonna be good. That's good for a, a podcast when you don't have words. Uh, you and, know, it's that thing about a something mm, and a, yeah. Yeah, I love London too. I've been there six times. Mm. And every time I would go, I was always like, I would tell, and Pilar was always working, so I would always be, she had fun too, but I would have more fun, but I would have to downplay the fun I was having because, <laughs> you know, but she wants me to have fun anyway. But um, I, was always, I always wanted to see a show there. And so I would always check and there was never anything really and then one year when I was there, uh, Chrissy Hind yes, was playing. Yes. And so I asked you to go with me. And then yes. there's the, you got the album right there. Oh, that's the one. That's Stockholm. the one. Stockholm. That's a great yeah. album. I it's love a great that album. album. I do too. Oh, we're at the house, by the way. We're still, we're recording at the house again because it's still the holidays as far as you know. Uh, even though this won't drop yeah. till like March. Oh, good. Oh. I'm way ahead. I'm so oh. ahead right now. It's crazy. That's because Kyle's going to move to, he's getting married and he's going to move to Brooklyn. Get out of town. So I'm just banking a lot. <gasps> He's coming back then, but right. he's going to be in Brooklyn for like a year and a half. Is this like a spank bank? This is like a spank bank, sure. If you, yeah, if you want to spank it to the the sound of my voice, I guess so. But so someone Dar- out there, you know, someone so out there. I'm going to tell this story, even though I've told it before, because you're here and you were there. But um, so we go to the show. It was a great show. She only played Stockholm. She didn't play any. Maybe she played one Pretender song, maybe two. Right. Yeah. Not not a lot. And I forget who the opening act was, but he was insane. Yeah. Remember that guy? Yes, yeah. He's nuts. Vlad something. That's right. Yeah. And uh, so afterwards, uh, Dara, I took albums. So Dara and I are going to, she's going to go on the uh, the autograph hunt with me. So she's like, where should we go? What do you think we should go? I go, I think it's here and I think it's there. And then we saw a door that said artist entrance. I go, this is it. And you were skeptical. You're like, she's yeah. not just going to walk right out that door. Because there was no barricade or anything. No. This is the door that says artist entrance. Right, and, and that could just be, I mean, usually with the big stars, they have them yeah. come out a different entrance, right. you know, and it's only like the roadies come right. out the artist store. But, uh, but Chrissy lives in London. Yeah. And I was just like, no, I think this is it. And then after a while, some more people started to gather. Not a lot of people though, but more people. And then eventually she came out. Yeah, but remember they ordered pizza? That's so right. we were there for like yeah. a long time. Yeah. And then this guy shows up with like a dozen pizzas that's walking right. in like, oh, this is going to be a while. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Because we're like, but unlike Mike Siegel, who will bail after, well, he, he gives it about an hour. And then he's like, how much longer? I'm like, well, we waited an hour. And I'm going home. <laughs> I go, okay. But um, we stuck it out. And eventually she came out. Well, yeah. Yeah, it was now, worth it. And this is where the ugly American comes in. I like race up there. Because I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not, not getting this signed. I traveled across the the pond. Yeah. So I run right up there and get it signed, and I'm like, woo, we did it! And then she stays out for like an 45 minutes or an hour. Yeah. And people form a nice, polite semicircle around her. Yeah. And I was like, ugh, now I feel so stupid. <laughs> but and, you got uh, your album signed though, and a picture too. Yes. And you took her fantastic picture. It's one of my favorite pictures because oh, I got to put my arm around nice. her, yeah. and then, and then. You went up to, and I took your picture, and it was not as good as the picture you took for me. <laughs> it, it was good enough. You took several. Yeah. So I had some to choose from. Yeah, but the, it wasn't, even the best one wasn't as good as the picture you took for me. Uh, really? I don't know. I love that picture. 
No, you look horrible in it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, with the digital makeup, I know people. So no, that's true. They're going to fix my face. It'll be fine. Well, don't use the people that did Vince Vaughn. Okay. They're not good. No, no, we don't uh, like that. So then Chrissy Hine kind of, I think she politely said, okay, is that, are we, are we all done? Is everyone good? And, and, and then she, her, her guy handler walked her to the curb and she hailed a cab. Oh, right, right. And she got in the cab and went home. Yeah. I'm like, that's insane. Because that's what you do. And that's what she does too. She's, she's badass. Yeah. She would be a dream get to be on the show. (gasps) Do you think we could get her? I, I, I mean, I, you know, there's some people that, you know, Mick Jagger, I'm like, no, but I don't think I couldn't, you know what I mean? Right. Have you tried? Mm, it's difficult because sometimes I'll see that she was in town and I didn't even know she was in town. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what she's in town for, but then I'll see, and she was on Mark Maron's podcast, but you know, he's got, you know, 30 million listeners, whatever it is. But um, I think I could, I would like to come to. I keep thinking about coming to London. I was just going to say, you should come over. And stay for like a week. Yeah. And then record with some, get a, get people lined up like every week and go to where they are, where I can go and right. record with them every week. I would really love to do that. Yeah. And you could, it would be kind of fun to do little segments maybe on the street of uh, little yeah, locations yeah, yeah. Yep. For, from like different Beatles things. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Go to Conk Studios. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Abbey Road. And whenever I say something like that, Pilar, who's... Uh, the best she goes yeah you should do that and i'm like uh i just thought i was thinking about flying to london for a week and recording podcasts yeah that's a good idea you should do that i'm like okay who's coming over when i'm not here <laughs> <laughs> no she always says yeah that would be that would be cool you should do it i yeah. think that I, I would listen well you would probably you would probably i would have to you would have to cart my gear around Ooh, can i be your roadie <laughs> you'd be my kyle <gasps> That would be, I would love to do that. I can't say your name, so I'm going to have to call you Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, the British pronunciation, yes. actually. Is Kill. Kyle. Oh, is Pilar. There? Pilar arrived home. Pilar's home. Oh. So I told hi, her she Pilar. could stop up and say hi, but we have an app on our phone called It's Life 360. Mm-hmm. And we convinced the girls to put it on their phones, too. And then it lets you know where everyone is. Oh. Is that it? But, they know, like- but they know where we are, too. Right. Yeah. But then like when they come home, it'll, it'll, I'll get a prompt. It'll be like Pilar's home or Ezra's home or Rita's home. Yeah. But. Do you feel like that's kind of uh, like Big Brother? Um, it is. We, Ezra's in college and she's mm-hmm. 18. She's an adult. Mm-hmm. But we just, we said, look, would you mind doing it? We didn't make her do it. We said, yeah. would you mind doing it? You're so far away from home. You're across mm-hmm. the country. And it would, it, you know, it would be nice, you know, we just look, you know, we're not spying on you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then Rita didn't want to do it. She goes, you don't trust me. I'm like, what do you, what do you guess we do? And then I said to her, I go, this could be a life-saving app. And then her eyes just got like, like, what? Uh, okay. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <Jeez. Whoa. laughs> what did yeah. you scare her? I didn't, I didn't mean to scare her. She just was like, she just thought about it and she's like, Oh, now I, I, now I understand. It made her, she understood. Yeah. We weren't going to make them do it because you can't make them do it. They could, they could delete it off their phone if they want. Yeah. Turn it off. It also tells you, let me tell you, if I look at it right now, it also tells me how much charge they all have in their phone. 
So then you can bother them to charge their phone. No, I don't do that because then they will get pissed off that that they have it. Right, right, right. I mean? Yeah. Like Ezra just left the house, and she only her phone's only at twenty one percent. But she's with her girlfriend, and I know Mel's number two, so I'm fine. Uh, Pilar's at eighty five percent. That's good. Uh, Rita, who's also at home, she's at fifty seven percent. And then look at me, look at me. What am I at? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, goddamn right. How, <laughs> how can you have a hundred percent? I'm I'm at thirty six. Oh, you got to join our life of family. I know, because if <laughs> I I want you to tell me when to charge my phone because I can't mm-hmm. remember to do it, you know. And yeah. then, especially in London, where you need to figure out, like, you know, your tube train is yeah. canceled. Oh, well, I'm gonna get home. <laughs> got to look up on the app, and you've got one percent. You, like, oh. you can also zoom in. This is why I'm going to show you this. This is good radio, <laughs> good podcasting. So this is this is where, and if you zoom in, it'll actually. It'll actually, look, it, it'll show you, that's our house. Oh, yeah. that truly is like Big Brother. Yeah, so like, um, but, it, you know, but we always, you know, so like, you know, if we just look at the thing and, and we just zoom, we know that Ezra's at her dorm or wherever she is. But Right. But that's it. Now, for the people that are right now saying, 21 minutes of talking and no music. Okay, we're going to get to music <laughs> right now. So yeah. anyway, Dara, it's uh, exciting that you're here. Thanks for having me, Pat. Uh, I'm glad that we're playing one of your top four <laughs> bands of all time. <laughs> you have notes. I know you made notes. I did because um, since I, I had to wake up at three o'clock in the morning to fly mm-hmm. this morning, so I, I was questioning my ability to remember right. names, dates, phrases, anything important. Well, I, I've, I can't, and I haven't flown. <laughs> That's that's just a regular afternoon for you. Yeah, that's right. And so you have like you have some of the Ameri- the U.S. release albums, and yeah. then you have you have the you know the um, you know all the classics. Right. So this is an entire Beatles collection, which I'd forgotten about until until I just saw them. It's called Hey Jude. Oh, this song. Oh no, the album's called Hey Jude. Yes. And when I was uh, when I was like in high school, and people would have that, I thought this was like like a real. Beatles album you know what I mean like I thought that was one of their catalog albums I didn't know that was a compilation right yeah this was kind of an after the fact and after the fact they threw out threw that together of um I mean it's a great collection it of is songs. a great collection and in a lot of ways I'll, I think I kind of like this better than let it be mm-hmm. arguably because you know let it be has the moments of where it's just over Phil Spectered. yeah 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 this went three times platinum in the in the USA. It was released February 26, 1970. Mm. I love that album cover. Ah. Uh, yeah, it's a great album cover. It is a great picture. I'm like not- if you were like it's so funny like if you if you if you had ever had the chance back in the day to get a Beatles album signed, you wouldn't get this one signed and yet that would be a great one to get signed. Oh, this would be fantastic. Yeah, cuz there's no writing on the um there's no writing on the cover. Just a Band picture. They all look right. cool. With a, a statue with a hat on it. Yep. No, no, no that's Classy. Yoko, isn't it? Is oh, that Yoko? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't right, have my right. readers on. I think that's Yoko. <laughs> Pretty well, it's this hat suits her. So which song am I playing? Because I gotta cue it up because this all is right. uh this is the inconvenience of vinyl. Okay, we're playing Hey Jude. Well, that should be easy to find. Oh yeah, the first track. Good job. Yeah. Putting it on the platter. And I love the way that you handled the album as well. Well, you, you, you handled it like that, so I had to. Oh, oh, because I used to get in so much trouble if if I touched the groove part of the album. Mm-hmm. 
you can only touch the edge with your thumb and then the middle where the label is. You can't get fingerprints hey, on it. June, Here it comes. Don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start to make it better. I got a tambourine for Christmas. <laughs> I really did. And you're playing along. Well, I'm air tambourine. Okay. But no, Rita said, what would you like for Christmas? I go, I'd like a tambourine. And she's like, are you kidding? I go, I'm not kidding. She's like, and she just, I saw it, she just locked it in. Did you get a professional tambourine? No, it's like a child's tambourine. You know the story of this song, right? Uh, yeah, for Julian. Yes. Yeah, Julian Lennon. I was actually going to say, I've never heard this song before. I'm going to have to get into these guys. They're not bad. Not bad. All right, listener. Now, that sounded great in the headphones. I hope that it records as well as we're hearing it. Right. And I, I'm really impressed with how well the vinyl has held up. I didn't expect, since I haven't seen these albums no, in... These- Years. No, these are in great shape. I told that, I said to Dara, I said, I opened one just to test before she got to the house. And um, and uh, it looked great. Now you got to futz around with that uh, plastic, that paper sleeve. Before I put this back, look, it's, this has a capital, a red capital label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red capital label on it. For a long time, I remember that, you know, they had the the apple. It was the apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had the picture of the apple. It was the, Regular apple on one side, and the other side was as if the apple. The, uh, the, the apple? The apple? That's how they say it in London. <laughs> yes. The apple was cut in half. Yeah, it yeah. was. So I have this distinct memory of begging my mom to play this song on a, on a single, mm-hmm. but calling it the apple song <laughs> when I was about three. Because well, that's, that, that, that's what you would say, of course. Oh, that, that's how I knew it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was three. I have that same story, but it's, uh, it's with a Red Fox party album. <laughs> Play that song with the black man saying fuck. <laughs> That's what I would say as a child. That's my voice as a child. Play the black party album man. Fuck. It's not true. And your parents obliged every time. I'm sure, they had them. They had them on. They didn't have any. Okay, of those. here you go. Very few. They had like my parents had like Tammy Wynette. There was a Simon and Garfunkel album in there. I don't, I don't know how that got in there. Johnny Cash albums. Yeah, yeah. See, that was my parents. They, they were the big stereo that where you would stack the albums and they would just clunk. And, yeah, and yeah. If you you were lucky if the next album fell. Usually, yeah. it was the entire entire stack set. would fall, and the whole thing would shake. Yeah, and, and you had to stack nickels mm-hmm, on, on the needle. On the needle. Because if it started skipping, how bad? That's why when you go and buy used vinyl, it, it, if you get people that treated their vinyl like that, you're like, this is. Shitty. This is no good. Oh, yeah, yeah. These are in pretty good shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the original, because my brother had a collection. My brother's older. So those were original originals. Yes. And nobody ever kept dust covers in our house. Mm-mm. It was just like scratch paper for, you know, phone memos. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and So, they would, so the album was just in the cardboard sleeve? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Just, or just hanging out, not even in the sleeve. 
just getting dusty, getting scratched. Oh, they sounded See, terrible. When, when I collected vinyl, when I was in high school and I had vinyl before CDs came out, um, if a paper, if it was just a pink, plain paper sleeve like that one, mm-hmm. then I had like these fancy sleeves that had like plastic inside. Really? And so I would, I would, any, any album that had a, just a paper sleeve would get one of those. And then the al- that album cover was in another plastic sleeve. Oh, wow. And, yeah. So it oh, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was, yeah, I treated my vinyl pretty Very nice. Well. And until, and then when CDs came out and I said, uh, I'll never replace all these vinyl records with CDs. And then slowly, well, slowly you do. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and I never thought vinyl was going to make a comeback. And now yeah. albums cost like twenty four dollars. It's probably low nineteen ninety nine to yeah. to like forty bucks, forty five bucks. It's wow. crazy. That is well. I was at a, a charity shop in Orlando this past week, mm-hmm. and they were charging you know twenty dollars yeah. for um, Bay City Rollers. But this, they were charging that for an old album, an old Bay City Rollers album. I'm talking like when they re-release albums now. Oh. That's when, and they're like on 180 gram vinyl. Yeah. My argument for this though is when you buy Peter Gabriel's So on vinyl now, mm-hmm. it's spread across two albums. Yeah. So you literally get like two or three songs per side. Yeah. And I think... That's not a great album listening experience. Right. If I, oh, I got to flip it, oh, two songs, flip it, the other mm-hmm. two, and then flip. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, I don't. No, I know what you mean, but I, I was talking to a musician friend of mine who was sort of reminiscing, reminiscing about the days when the artist could pick the tracks mm-hmm. and flipping the album was meant to be a, a true break. Yeah. I mean, like I think about um, oh the Kate Bush album with um, Running Up That Hill is on the that's the first side and then the mm-hmm. second half is it, it's an entire story mm-hmm. it's a beautiful story but flipping the album is that break that you need between yeah. sort of the the radio hits and then this this so elongated now story. yeah so if that album was spread across f- two complete discs four sides yeah. it would break up the story right yeah no yeah. good yeah. And even worse, putting it on a CD where you hit random. Yeah, well, you don't do that. You gotta start from the beginning. <laughs> What's next? What's your next song? Okay. Oh. Do you have to find it? Do you have to search? No, I, I know just about exactly where it is. This is the White Album. Is it the White Album or is it just, I just call it the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> One of those people. It's not actually called the White Album. People just called it that, but it's really just the Beatles. Actually, this one is more like the Beige Album. The Beige Album. Yeah, that's a little... It is a little bit. That's a little dirty. A little bit. Released November 22nd, 1968. 50 years old. (laughs) 50 years old. It is 50, just a little bit younger than I am. 19 times platinum currently in the U.S. No kidding. Yes, that's a ton. That's very platinum. That's a very that's super platinum. Now this is this also has a capital label. Um, it all yes, I think all of these do. I think these were re, essentially re releases because they came from um, a radio station. Yeah, you said that uh, your friend won these. Yeah, my friend Paula, bless her, she won a contest and uh, won the entire catalog and then gifted it to me. Thanks, Paula. That is nice. Yeah. So you won. A, I, I you, won. You won, you won because you have a great friend. Oh, Pat, we're all winners. <laughs> so so this the first song uh, on the side was 
how my brother woke me up on my birthday when I was about 10 and I had begged him to buy me the Donny Osmond album for my birthday and instead he got you the white album he got me the white album as a guardian of, of good taste My wife just handed me a bottle of champagne and asked me to open it. Oh, we are having a good time. (laughs) Not that one. Just blew up on my computer. It was it was a a virtual fountain of champagne. Has. <laughs> All over the equipment. It got on the album. <laughs> Did you run up the stairs with that? No, I swear to God. Oh my God. Oh I'm my so God. Sorry. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Just do my computer. I don't care about anything else but my computer. Actually, take it away. Take it away. Take it in the other room and wipe it off. It's, it's all wiped off. I think so, there's some in the keys there. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you have champagne dripping from your nose. Oh my god. Literally. It's on your it's album. Every, well, but it's vinyl. It's I think it's fine. And I mean it, it's it's on the right song. It's on the label though too. Uh-oh. No, it'll be fine. Okay. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you can set that over there. Oh my God. That's crazy. I am so sorry. You're, I'm the one that opened it, but you did you run upstairs with no, it? No, no, I just thought, I just wanted you guys to have some Prosecco while you were dancing. I just called it champagne. Now you call it like <laughs> a lady drink. Hi, Dara. Hi. Nice to see you. Oh, it's good right. to see you. You're going to clean it up. We're just going to keep recording. Yeah. That's insane. I'm so sorry. That's crazy. Well, I got that. I recorded the pop. Which was really cool. It was really cool. Did it get on, did it get on Rita's dress? Oh, shit. <laughs> did it? It did, but it's, it's just at the bottom and it's clear. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, my Lord. Oh, no. I, I didn't see the puddle of champagne. Yeah, it's just poured out. It was like, oh people, I'm telling you, when you, <laughs> you know when you're watching TV and someone opens a bottle of champagne, like in a locker room after winning a sporting event? It was, it was. I'm wiping the microphone off. Um, that's what it was like. It was spraying all over Everywhere. me. Everywhere. You can't stop it. No, 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 you can't. It's a force of nature. The guy just soaked <laughs> I'm just going to keep recording though because this, this is ridiculous. Oh gosh! Oh, now this is the Beatles at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. So this is this is a live performance on the first track. Well, all right. actually, on all the tracks. But <laughs> you know what's funny? They're all studio tracks except for this one. <laughs> all right, let's get some music going. So you can't hear my. So you can't hear Pilar <laughs> mopping up champagne. That was a champagne in my ass. You know, when, when Beatlemania was 
starting to be such a, a, a force. And yeah. they were playing live performance, especially mm-hmm. in stadiums. They were actually just broadcasting their small apps through the PA system. I know. Like it's what, crazy. We have more technology in this room right now than they had when they were recording, for real. Yeah. You know when you see a movie uh, in New York City and it's a hot summer day and the kids open up a fire hydrant? Right, and they're all like running yeah, through it. That's yes. what that champagne bottle was like. Oh, I, I should have been running through it. <laughs> this is a giant bottle of champagne too. Look how like I can barely lift it. It's like a magnum. Where did this come from, Pilar? It came from the giant champagne store. I don't even know how you lifted this. Oh, my goodness. I hope it's chilled. It's, yeah, oh, it's chilled. Trust me. I'm freezing. My nipples are hard because I got <laughs> champagne all over my shirt. Woo. Oh, wow. That was, that was exciting. I should get to take a picture of you, Pilar, cleaning it up because people won't believe this. <laughs> okay, I'm going to... I'm taking a picture of the bottle it's on the floor. Everywhere. It's everywhere. There's, yeah, look, there's look, a lake. I'm gonna, look. I'm gonna need a boat look, look to my... cross the room yeah, to these, get these the to the lake of champagne. I have all this, um, all this expensive equipment in my computer. <laughs> and how did it blow up? It's so weird. How did it get shaken up, hon? I know you didn't shake it up. But the wait, song wait. says, shake, shake it, it up, up, baby. <laughs> She's oh. just following directions. I guess so. Um, I guess so. That was... Um, that was Twist and Shout. That was Twist and Shout, which was... They used to do a lot of covers. Yeah, they did. Lots of covers. Yeah. Um, before but I, they started really honing the songwriting skills. Yeah, and the, the Stones are even more like that. I think the first four Stones albums b- barely have any, like original tunes like Mm. and then once they started to write original tunes it was like whoa these guys really know they they know what they're doing they really know what they're doing but uh, i'm not i'm not a big fan of the first couple of uh i'm not a fan of those albums where they just do Mm. blues covers it's just not my it's not really my thing yeah but what's next what do you got next Ooh, next is a ticket to ride that's this so the interesting thing about Ticket to Ride was Ringo's drumming. Oh. Well, there's a lot of interesting things, but that's that's one of them. Now I just have to find it. <laughs> Hang on a second. Keep mopping. If I had my computer, if it wasn't drenched in alcohol, Ticket to Ride might actually be on that uh, Hey Jude album also. If you just want to, I'm just th- I'm just thinking that off the top of my head. <laughs> no. 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 Okay. Well. Yeah. I'm not a Beatles expert by any uh, by any means. I own all the I own all the albums on compact digital disc, audio disc, CD. The wires are fine. It's also over there uh, around the around the bend. Okay. 
It's also on the ceiling. No, it's not on the ceiling. Yep. Because it was featured in the film, Help. You know, after we're done, I'm just going to go over to the girls' school and just talk to the teachers. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Have you been drinking, Mr. Dodson? I know. Oh. We'll, we'll spray some Febreze on that. Okay, there you go. All right, so ticket to ride. Hey, Pilar, while you're down there. <laughs> All right, now this is the first song that has not been at the beginning of the album. Right. So this is going to be, now I got to cue. It's a deep cut. It's a deep cut, and I got to cue it. I'm going to wait till Pilar moves okay. so I can cue it up. How you doing? Okay, Ticket to Ride, track three. Let's see how I did. Ooh. I still got the touch. So you listen to his drumming. Okay. Bump, bump, bump. It's just slight delays. Yes. And Ringo says this is because he's left-handed, but he's playing on a right-handed kit. They didn't have a left-handed kit for him? Well, they did, but he chose to play with a right-handed kit. Okay. Because he was left-handed, but his mother made him switch. She didn't like his being left-handed. Oh. That kind of weird forced into right-handed. I guess it's easier for Ringo to say that than to say, oh, it sounds like that because I'm not a good drummer. (laughs) (laughs) Paul is a better drummer. It's just strange that there would be 50% of the band would be left-handed, but only 10% of the population is left-handed. Yeah, that's true. And I've never heard that before until fairly recently. Yeah. So, you know what? I kind of agree with you. Are you right-handed? I am right-handed. Pilar's right-handed. Are you right-handed? I'm right-handed. Pilar's mom could write... What what was that trick your mom could do, honey? Backwards and, and upside down, and she could do it at the same time. She could write backwards, forwards, and upside down with both hands at the same time. Yep. Is there a word for that? Um, crazy smart? Right, yeah. Okay. Or crazy. <laughs> One of those. But yeah, I, just, I saw an interview with Ringo where he was talking about that's why he did mention that it, it might be the drugs as well that <laughs> caused that, that little delay. Uh, this is good. This is a. Did you have any of the Prosecco yet? No. Oh, okay. I'm swimming in it. <laughs> well, yeah, I can see it. Clink. Mm. Ooh, that's nice. You should bathe in it. <laughs> well, we've got the lake. The lake of uh, Prosecco, right? It's Prosecco? Mm-hmm. Like, not for one second ever did I think that would happen. No. Or else no. I would have taken it into the other room, into the shower, and opened it. Because every time you want it to happen, like for maybe New Year's Eve, yeah. or there's some special occasion, or you're just out drunk with yeah. your friends, <laughs> you want to do that, and it doesn't happen. Like, what I'm telling you, people, is when I opened this bottle of champagne, it just kept coming out like it wasn't going to ever stop until it was empty. <laughs> it's like what you would do when you're in like high school, and you shake a kid's soda up and give it to him. Now, when you put that, honey, when you put those towels in the washing machine... Don't start the washing machine because all the clothes I'm wearing and my shoes are going to go in the washing machine. Okay. 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 Be careful going down the stairs. If you come up and have me open anything, I'll 
kill you. <laughs> she was wiping off a bunch of CDs too. I don't even want to know what got, just got ruined. It's just stuff, people. Okay, we're doing She Loves You. This is off the Beatles' second album. Oh, deep, deep in deep, there. Very deep. It's the last cut. Last cut. On that side, which still has some covers on it. So they, they still were covering, not so much writing at that point. But this is... Um, a little bit, little bit into the song, but still good. You can talk then, over it. So right here, you can hear George playing the um, guitar licks. He had just got a new guitar, which was a, a Gretsch Country Gentleman, which. Yeah, like that that lick right there. You can mm-hmm. cut. He's got a very different sound. So this was a particular guitar made famous by Chet Atkins, mm-hmm. um, very similar to Carl Perkins. So it's kind of drawing on the more the country and the rockabilly yeah, yeah. sound, trying to bring that into into the music. I love that song. It's funny, I when I got the uh, when the Beatles um, redid the whole catalog and re-released the big box set. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I really owned Beatles albums in their entirety. Mm. Like I always just knew the songs, you right? Know, the yeah, hits. yeah. But then as I, lis- I listened to the album, I, I would like know every song on the album. Yeah, I was just like every song's a hit. Yeah, like there's Mostly. few songs where people would say, "I don't think I've ever heard that one before." I mean, very few songs. Did I not know? It was unbelievable. Do you know Hey Bulldog? I do. Ah, see, that's one that people forget. Is that, now, let me, again, is that on Magical Mystery Tour? I think that was on Let It Be. Let It Be? Yeah, I think so. All right. Like I said, I'm not a Beatles expert. Okay. I'm going to go. Which will make people mad out there that are Beatles people. I want to go. I don't have my computer with me. I can't look up stats now. I can't tell you. I'm just going to tell, I'm just going to say all these albums sold millions. And they're still selling. And they're still selling. Okay. So I'm going over to Magical Mystery Tour now. And going to Strawberry Fields Forever, which is my favorite Beatles song. I think, I think maybe, what's your favorite Beatles album? Do you have a favorite Beatles, Beatles album? Um... Probably, I think Sergeant Pepper. Between Sergeant Pepper and Magical Mystery Tour. Yeah, mine's Abbey Road. I love Golden Slumbers. Yeah. It's a great song. Ooh, we should do that one next. Okay, let me see what we got. We're going uh, Strawberry Fields, correct? Strawberry Fields, yeah. yeah. Where, not only are they writing the songs now, but it's getting really experimental. Yes. And playing with time. You're slowing it up because the, the verse is. It starts slowing. When they, were, when they recorded it, uh-huh. it just wasn't quite working, so they slowed down the verse just a little bit. You know, George Martin's the fifth Beatle. <laughs> Did you know that? That's what I, that's what I call him. Living is easy. 
There was a DJ in New York called Murray. Murray the Head? Murray the K. Murray the K. Murray the Head? Is he the one that came up with that saying? That he was the fifth Beatle? Is that, was that Murray the K? Murray was the fifth Beatle, yeah. You know, we have Murray the V on this show, Murray Valariano. Oh, yeah. Is he the fifth Beatle? He might be the fifth Beatle. He's the fifth Kyle. He's on his second heart. Whoa. That's impressive. Most people only get one. Yeah. No, he, uh, he had open heart surgery last year, though. Oh. He really did. I hope he's okay. He's great. He's great. I like him so much better now that he's got that new heart. The new heart. Yeah. The old heart was not good. It was a grumpy heart. So weird. I've said this before. Uh, like, a couple months before he got diagnosed that he needed uh, that he needed to have uh, open heart surgery to fix a, a valve and yeah. stuff. Um, we would record and then he would leave and I would tell Kyle, I would, I would say, what, Murray looks terrible. Murray looks bad, doesn't he? Oh. And Kyle's like, I don't know. I go, no, he does. You know, because when you're uh, of a close to the same age as another person, you look and you go, uh-huh. that guy kind of is looking a little peaked. Yeah. yeah. And um, but know, after the hard. surgery and after recuperation and everything, looks fantastic. Oh. Like his good. face just looked like just like it just didn't look like him. Now yeah. he's looks like, great. Lively again. Lively, yeah. yeah. Got uh, some color in his cheeks. Oh, oh good, yeah. Good, good, good. So he's, he's always a fit guy. He's fit. He surfs every day. Mm. So he's fit. So when you see him, and I was like, eh, something's up. Ooh. Yeah. So I just asked him, are you dying? <laughs> but uh, Murray V, he's still with us. Oh. Uh, so we're going to play Golden Slumbers? Yeah. I think we should. Find that. Now, you're not putting the albums back in the sleeves. You're just like willy-nillying it. Yeah, it's, like, oh. it's like we're having a pajama party. I- I know, I know. So they're going to be all over. They're going to be misfiled. Yeah. They're going to have fingerprints on them. They're going to have champagne on them, certainly. That is one of my fears, that someone comes into this room and like takes takes CDs out of one case and puts it in another case, but does that like with 200 of the CDs. And so then you go to listen to something and you open it and you go, hey, what's John Mellencamp doing in the Sheryl Crow case? And then you go to that Sheryl Crow album and it's a Van Halen CD and then you go to that Van Halen CD and it's Ricky Lee Jones album and it's just like, who did this? My other fear is that someone opens up my iTunes, okay? Highlights every song and then names it the same thing, like, go fuck yourself. Because you can do that. You can highlight all the songs and then name it. Oh, man. That would be the worst fucking trick to play on someone. Oh. Because you would have to, like, I have, I don't know how many songs I have. Like, I have like over 50 I might have 60,000 songs in my iTunes library. And then you can't find it. Oh, no, you would have to play it, but you'd have to, you'd have to type it all in. You just mm-hmm. have to reload everything. It would be a disaster. Yeah. yeah but if there's someone at the office that you don't like Ooh, and well, they have their iTunes when they go to lunch. Gosh, we used to just change the keys on the keypad, yeah. like pull them out and mm-hmm. switch them around for people who are not touch typist. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. I thought of that prank. Mm-hmm. That, I thought of that. So that's where my mind goes, to the dirtiest trick ever. <laughs> Did you just bring up like a, uh, like a pie pan? It's a spinach pie? Oh. I thought maybe oh. you were going to bring a cherry pie up and just uh, pu- push it right in my face. I was going to bring some more d'oeuvres. Oh, yes, you can bring some more d'oeuvres. People love when you eat on a podcast. Mmm. Okay. Uh, eh, 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 eh. Yeah, there we go. I'm going to give you the dust cover this time. What if I put it on it? What if I just... Because I, <laughs> I didn't take it off. Well, you just handed it to me like that. 
I didn't know. I didn't know you had to take it off. So this is on Abbey Road, which, of course, has all of the clues, well, a lot of the clues for the Paul is Dead conspiracy, including... There's 11 songs on here, and this is track eight. It's gonna, I'm going to have to find it. I'm going to have to count. Oh, that yeah, because they're kind of blended on that side, aren't they? Yeah it's, yeah, it's not a medley, but it's kind of... It, there, might even be a, there might even be a name for all these songs together. I think there's something. It's called something. No, something is a different... That was George Harrison composition. <laughs> yes. This is either it or it's not. Oh, yeah, I hit it. Oh, oh. genius. So lucky. That was good, yeah. Once there was a way to get back home, sleep pretty darling, do not cry. And I will sing a lullaby. You know, I might change my my vote. This might be my favorite album. Yeah, I just I think Abbey Road's the best. I love it so much. Also, a good album to get autographed, right? But Ringo won't sign autographs. He's just come out and said that he's he just doesn't want to. He won't. So you could really only get Paul, I think. He well, like, <laughs> Ringo doesn't like to sign because he's left-handed, but holding a pen in his right hand. <laughs> <laughs> I know two of those guys won't sign for sure. Yeah, yeah. Just no way. But looking at the um, no, the when classic, you look, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. The classic uh, album cover of yeah. Abbey Road. I, I did that when we went to London. One I time. was going to ask, did you do your picture of crossing Abbey Road? I which did. people who live in that neighborhood, which is up near St. John's Wood, drives them crazy. Oh yeah, they think you're a dick. Right. Yeah, because you're stopping traffic. Yeah, it's really stupid. So it's it's not not a fan uh, of the locals, but um, I, th- I thought a great a, a sketch idea, of course, yeah. steal it now. I'm putting it out there. Okay, would be uh, would be um, uh, for like Saturday Night Live would be uh, the the sketches the the characters are are, are, are the stripes on Abbey Road. So it'd literally be like the face, you know, like oh, four, right. four faces, and then how they're just making fun of everyone that's walking <laughs> over them every day. Oh, uh, here we go again. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, aren't you clever? Right, right. You, nobody's ever thought of this. <laughs> oh, before. look, that guy took his Ooh. shoes off. Oh, well, he's trying to be Paul. <laughs> do you think these? Do you think now was this a photo shoot? And and they, or did they just? Con- is this what they were wearing that day when they showed up? This is just what yeah. they were wearing, or were these clothes picked out by um, a stylist? A stylist, or I really feel like this is just what they had on that day. Yeah, I mean, the story is that they were just in the studio. And then it was time for the photo shoot, mm-hmm. and they just decided to go out. The, the studio is just off to, it's kind of behind George, just off to the left. Yeah, yeah. And so they're just walking back and forth um, in the, the zebra crossing. <laughs> yes. And so, um, it, but, that, but that is meant to be what they were wearing. But the, the conspiracy is that it represents John is, is the angelic figure in white. Ringo's the undertaker in the suit. Okay. Paul, of course, is dead. He's dead. He's barefoot. He's barefoot. He's smoking with his right hand, even though he's left-handed. Right. And George is the gravedigger. Oh, and in the, that's interesting. On the, the Volkswagen, just behind them, the license plate says 28 if, because Paul would have been 28 if he had lived. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Also, George Harrison looks like he could be in Leonard Skinnerd. <laughs> I think he was part time before the plane crash. Now, I, I I have like a goatee, a little goatee right now, and it's uh, and it's itchy and drive me crazy. I can't imagine having like one of these like John Lennon yeah. giant beards. You know, because I first of all, I can't grow a beard that thick anyway. But it just it seems super thick and. and how much food really gets caught yes. in that too? And it never gets soft. Like no. if you're kissing your lady, it's that's never getting soft. No, no. It just gets worse. Uh, oh, and and just scratchy. It's gross. Yeah, it's very scratchy. Uh, so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go shave. <laughs> I'm all lathered so up. Am I. I'm, I'm lathered up with um, <laughs> champagne foam. So oh. I think I can just shave it down you, right now. You should just be able to run with that. <laughs> Just reach in there, just reach in there and pull an album out and just hand it to me. Don't even look. All right. Don't even look. Okay. Did you look? You looked. What? Did well, you? I think you looked. I, I looked just to make sure I wasn't going to spill just to make sure the you whole stack over. Okay. And what I'm going to do, I'm just pulling it out. Okay. I'm just going to look. We're just going to randomly. Random, I'm going to play it here. Hold that. Okay. I don't want to set it in champagne. I'm just going to play this first song. Okay. It's a classic. And what album did you hand me? That's Meet the Beatles. Meet the Beatles. The first album by England's phenomenal pop combo. That's it. Capital Full Dimensional Stereo. Gold Record Award. Mike Siegel was here for Christmas, and I gave him a... Uh, a signed a, copy? No, no, no. I had a, I had a long Beatles um, framed thing with uh, with all the faces from this album, but in, instead of Ringo being down here, it was all in a line. Oh, oh nice. I thought you were going to say you had, instead of Ringo, it was Mike Siegel's face. It was Mike Siegel's face. And when I touch you, I feel happy. You've heard this song a million times. I don't get sick of it, though. No, I mean, it's it's such a happy song. <laughs> it is. I like it. Yeah, it's a pop happy song about being in love. Like a per- perfect uh, pop song. It kind of was. Yeah. Um, very classic. They were so dangerous. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Dangerous. It's so funny when I hear like music that my mom would be like, "Oh, turn that down." And like when I hear like early Kiss albums, yeah. it's so it's so tame. It's like nothing. <laughs> I'm like, "How could this have ever been, you know, it's something that the parents were angry at?" It's so It's right? It's recorded the early albums are recorded really low budget. It's so it's it's not metal it's not anything that it's just like it's pop songs right totally pop songs and they were they were so innocent and then they kind of grew a bit more experimental maybe even like novelty like uh we're talking about the beatles now not kiss right (laughs) yes okay just wanted to clarify (laughs) sorry as soon as you said experimental i'm like oh that's not kiss they do one thing they sing about their penis (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just like a the, good rock star should the Beatles have I Want to Hold Your Hand and Kiss has Love Gun <laughs> subtle well you know over the course of you know 25 years it, it evolved a bit 
Speaking okay. of evolving, yeah, how so about evolver, evolver? Evolver. So uh, let's this play. is Mike Siegel's favorite Beatles album. Is it? Yeah. Ah. This is a good one. It is a good one. So I always go back and forth. Which do I like better, Rubber Soul or Revolver? I think we we did track by track. We did Rubber Soul and Revolver, and I forget which one I chose at that time. But they're both great. They're really good. I, I love the the cover art on Revolver by uh, Klaus Wormann. Yeah, it's pretty cool. One of their friends from from Germany. From yeah. Early well, days. If your name's Klaus, you have to be from Germany. Yeah, unless you're Santa. Santa Claus, Klaus, of course, from the North Pole. Yes. So uh, let's do Yellow Submarine, something a bit novelty. Now, let me tell you about it. In, a t- in the town where I was born, right? Yeah. There was this guy. Yeah. He was, he was, he was he sailed the sea. <laughs> was that a sea of champagne? So wet. <laughs> Not something a dude usually says. <laughs> no. Listening to the Beatles really got me wet tonight. And he told <laughs> Reminds me of the Bill Hicks line that the Beatles were so high they even let Ringo sing one. <laughs> Comedy fans, Dara was a personal friend of Bill Hicks. Right? That's true. I know. I went with Bill to see Dylan in concert at the Chicago Theater. Was that when uh, was that when Dylan would play a good set list and sing a little better than he could sing now? Arguably, although the first I remember the first song he was doing acoustic and he was almost finished with the song before I realized it was Lay Lady Lay. Well, we uh, I went to see him when I when we were at the Bumbershoot Festival in uh, God, where is that? Is that in Seattle? Yeah, it's in Seattle. And um, we were allowed to go see anyone that was performing there, and he was. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Well, I've never seen Dylan, so we got to go." And that's how it was. Like th- it would be three minutes into the song right. until you'd be like, "Oh, this uh, is all along the watch- Watchtower." Yeah, that's yeah, the- yeah, okay. But uh, he sang very few songs that I knew. His band was great. Yeah. His band was fabulous. And um, he sounded okay that night, but um, not not a set list I would have chosen. And it was, uh, and the arrangements were a little bit different, but, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I tell you what you're going to do. You're going to play Norwegian Wood. That's number two on that. By the time the show airs, I will have seen Elton John for the first time. Really? Going in February, yeah. Oh, this is his farewell tour, isn't it? This is his. his this is his farewell tour. Which uh, which number are we doing? I think it's number two, Norwegian Wood. Yep. Yep. The, this bird has flown. Yeah, this is off Rubber Soul. I felt like we needed to give Rubber Soul equal time with Revolver. I think you do. Yeah. Okay, that's all in my right headphone right now. There we go. There's the left. Anywhere 
learning to play this on the guitar. I know, Mike I mean, Siegel, you guys posted a picture. You have a sitar? You, yeah. don't, you don't have a sitar. No. You play the guitar while you sit. Right. That's a sitar. <laughs> Yeah, you and Siegel posted it when I sent you a I sent you a picture oh, of me yeah, and yeah. Nancy Wilson. Yeah, and then he immediately he was in London. He sent me a picture of him and you, yes. and you had a guitar. It yes. was like you were like mini Nancy Wilson. <laughs> I like to think of it that way, but sure, sure, of sure. course, mini Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> we're passing vinyl back and forth. Okay, this is all right. Number two. So I just want to reiterate that my pants are, are wet, s- soaking wet. My mom would say soak and wet. Oh, you're soaking wet. Soak and wet. Oh, soak, soak and wet. And wet. Not soaking wet. All right. My mom would also say, oh, that crazy kiss. <laughs> That's what she would say when I would have a kiss poster on <laughs> me. Why would you buy that? Why would you hang that up? Why would you want to go see that? Oh, see, yeah. My parents did that about Cheap Trick. I had a cheap trick T-shirt. My mom was really concerned that I was advertising. Oh, I know. You know what's funny? I had an art class in 10th or 11th grade, and we were silk screening Mm T-shirts. So, uh, you know, I didn't know that it was copyright infringement or anything. So I made my silk screen was the cheap trick logo. And the teacher said, you can't do that. And I was like, why not? And she's like, because of... uh, what this term means. I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't even know. I didn't know that it was a cheap trick, like yeah. that a, a, a hooker or a prostitute right. reference. I didn't know that at all. I was, yeah. I was just, that's, I was from a small town. I'm innocent. I didn't know. Yeah. And I didn't know until my art teacher told me that's what it was. So then I made a <laughs> three stooges t-shirt. Well, that was the same thing about ACDC. It's like, uh, I, I was just a teenager yeah. enjoying the music, just right. like everybody else. Until some little fuddly adult mm-hmm. comes up and says, well, you know what that means, don't you? No. No? Rock and, it means rock and roll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Back in black. Yeah. yeah. Hello. And how did, he, how did he say it to you then? Well, you know what that means. You know that that band is trying to get the entire population <laughs> to become bisexual. Yeah, that's what they're doing. <laughs> Doesn't even make any That's sense. what Angus is doing. <laughs> he wants everyone to be bisexual. Oh my god. Oh my god. Which song I forget? Oh, number two, Fool on the Hill. Okay. And this is a beautiful song. But nobody wants to know him. They can see that he's just a fool. So I heard a story from he Peter Asher. Producer Peter Asher. Producer Peter Asher, who is the brother of Jane Asher, who was dating Paul for five years. I did not know this. Oh, yeah, during the the early 60s. So Paul used to live in the Asher household, which is really close to my office, actually. You banging my sister, Paul? (laughs) You know that conversation went down. Yep. (laughs) So write me another song. Well, see, now this is, uh, I'm going to interrupt your story. I'm sorry, that's not polite. But Peter Asher produced uh, the first James Taylor album. Mm-hmm. The first James yeah. Taylor album was on the Apple label. Yes, yeah, that's so part there of you the relation. Yeah, they were all very, very interconnected. Here comes my wife. She's going to throw hors d'oeuvres in my face. <laughs> to, to mop up the champagne. Wow, that looks really great. Oh my God, they're so cute. They're adorable. That's Tapenade 
Do you want to tell it? Tell you what. Do you want to talk into the microphone and tell us what you're serving tonight? Um, Here we go. We have some grilled uh, <laughs> grilled mozzarella and sun dried tomato on. Uh, that's tomato. Sourdough with okay. garlic right. butter. All right. And um, some cream cheese and tapenade on a cracker. <laughs> wow, so fancy. And champagne in my pants. And it's beautiful. I might have had a, a drink of champagne. You might have? Yeah. Was there any left? Because it's all on the floor. <laughs> Literally, it's all on the floor. Get out of here. <laughs> so, um, so Paul lived in the Asher household which is uh, pretty close to my office in Fitzrovia in London, section of London. Is there like a plaque on it? It does not have a blue plaque, but it is on the, all the Beatles walks. You go through, through Marleybone. And so he, he lived upstairs, and Peter Asher recalls how they had two pianos in their house because the mother was a music teacher. Because her mother was crazy. <laughs> Your mother should know. Yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, that crazy piano lady. So this is the toast thing is very good. Is it good? I'm yeah. One. So one day, uh, Paul came down from his naked upstairs <laughs> <laughs> and comes down to the the grand piano and plays his new song for the family. It's like he just wants to try it out. Got a, got a thing going, and it was Fool on the Hill. Wow. Can you imagine like hanging out with your family? You know, you're. Your mom's bringing over uh, toasted mozzarella and tomato. But they were just brioche. doing. They were just doing their thing. They didn't know. They knew they were popular, and all you know what I mean. And they were getting recognition. But they didn't know that they were going to be like the Beatles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the Beatles are the they're the Beatles. Right. It's it's crazy. They could not have possibly known how insane that would get. Right. And, and that it would last forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, because if you knew that, it would scare you so much that you would just literally not be able to create. Yeah, yeah, you would be so intimidated. Mm-hmm. I um, because we're talking about the Beatles, and I always think of the Beatles and the Stones mm-hmm. and the Kinks and the Who. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Siegel and I recently went to see um, Roger Daltrey's uh, autobiography just came out, and so he was in conversation with Judd Apatow. Oh yeah, or Apatow. I, mm-hmm. I never know how to say it. And um, I like appetite. He was asked about <laughs> Judd Appetite. Uh, well, have you seen Judd? He has a good appetite, I think. Uh, first of all, J- first of all, Judd. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even when I record with a guest, uh, like when Nancy Wilson, when I had Nancy Wilson on, I had a nice jeans and I had a nice shoe and I had an, and a button-down shirt. And your pants I'm, weren't full of champagne, right? Because I'm meeting Nancy Wilson. I'm not even in front of an audience. It was just me and her and her um, her publicist and her stepdaughter. Judd Apatow has like some sneakers on and like a flannel on tucked in unbuttoned with like print t-shirt. <laughs> he just looked like a bum. He just looked really like a bum. I was like, really? But anyway, Roger Daltrey was saying he didn't, wasn't talking about the Beatles. Uh, he probably did, but I just remember this when uh, he said, when, I think Judd asked him what's the, who's the greatest rock and roll band? He goes, well, the greatest rock and roll band is the Rolling Stones. He goes, he goes, because the who, he goes, we weren't, we're a rock band. We don't roll. He goes, we just rock. He goes, but the Stones, they're a rock and roll band. And I was thinking about that and I'm like, oh yeah, the who just kind of rocks. Unless it's like behind blue eyes or some ballad. Yeah. yeah. They just rock. But like 
then when you think of the Stones, like a song like Miss You or Emotional Rescue and, you know, these type of songs, that's yeah. something that the Who does not do. Right. Yeah. No, I get so, and, um, and I always argue with Pilar because I, I say the Beatles are a pop band. Yeah. You, if, if, they, if, if they were out today, yeah. they would be the boy band. Yeah. They're a pop band. I mean, can they rock sometime? I, yeah, sure. But they're, they're really a pop, pop rock band. Yeah. And then the Who's a rock band. And yes. then, okay, and the Rolling Stones are a rock and roll band. And the Kinks, I don't know where to, where to put them because they, in the 80s, they really, they were arena rock. But yeah. then they also did a bunch of concept apps. So they're like, the Kinks are all over the map. They're just another thing. Yeah, they're pretty hard to categorize. I mean, if you're looking at those particular categories, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's just no question about it that the Beatles were clearly the boy band, like an yes. early, early version yep. of boy band. Absolutely. I mean, even in their later days, when when you know they they all have children and families and mm-hmm. and uh, drug habits and everything, yeah. then they're still oh the lads. What are the lads doing today? <laughs> they're always called lads. Uh, how great does Ring- Ringo? Did you look, ever think that for a Ringo would look years, the best? Right, yeah, yeah. He looks uh, like he's seventy-eight. Ringo is seventy-eight, and he yeah. goes out every summer and still tours. Yeah, and uh, still records. Yeah, like he has an amazing uh, uh, amount of solo work. Mm. Ringo Starr. Oh, he does. He does. Yeah, uh, I was listening to some of that today and remembering at high school I had to choreograph a gym routine mm-hmm. for gym class uh and I, I chose it don't come easy oh that's a great Ringo song Star. i know and now in the age of uh of uh hashtag me too uh you're 16 you're beautiful <laughs> and your mind mine is so <laughs> icky it's so you know what i mean like yeah a there's bit. a there's a ted nugent song of course it's called jailbait but he, there's a line where he says, I don't care if you're just 13. I'm like, what are you singing about? Why is that okay? Why was that okay to sing that in 1981? It's insane. Right. Christine 16. Yeah. There's a creepy guy hanging out at the high school. Yeah, that's not cool. It's not good. It's not cool at all. Oh my God. We were watching, I was, uh, I was uh, sick two days mm-hmm. ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Just, that's okay. I'm fine now. Okay. I'm, I'm going to catch a cold because it was bubbly in my pants. <laughs> but uh, we were, um, uh, so I was just on the couch all, literally all day. And there was an office marathon mm-hmm. on Comedy Central. So I, I watched one episode and watched another one. I think I watched 10 hours of The Office. Ooh. Like I didn't move. But that show couldn't be on TV right now. Like right, Michael yeah. Scott is so inappropriate. Yeah. It is yeah. unbelievable. Like I know that's the character, but I'm like, I don't think this show could be on TV right now. No, it can't. I mean, but how fast has that I know, developed, right? right. Pretty, I mean, pretty quickly. a few years, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different world. We it's live a in different time. world. It is a different world. They should bring that show back, Different World. <laughs> I love that show. Yeah. Well, Lisa Bonet shops at the local... Uh, at the local at the Trader Joe's? Not at the Trader Joe's, at the Whole Foods. Ah, of course it would be Whole Foods, wouldn't it? Because one day we saw her, Pilar and I did. And I'm like, Lisa Bonet's here. <gasps> Pilar saw her, and Pilar goes, oh, She doesn't look very good, does she? I'm like, mm, Disagree. Because <laughs> 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 she's skinny, she's super thin. Because I think she does, you know, whatever, Pilates, yoga. 
Yeah. Vegan, whatever. Uh, uh, see, all, well, raw foods, right? Raw foods, whole yeah. foods, whole raw foods. Okay, it's number five on that one. So this album is... Uh, oh, so this is Yellow Submarine, which when, when they decided to do this animated film, mm-hmm. Yellow Submarine, that essentially was, which is capitalizing on, on the Beatles brand yeah where they just took a bunch of songs that hadn't necessarily been released mm-hmm. put them together and then figured out a plot and animated something to it they didn't do the voices no but they're in, they're in it at the end right yes yeah it's another one of my christmas gifts from rita this year she got me uh, a blue meanie mug <gasps> oh, I because love whenever when she gets to when uh, the rare time that she gets in trouble or she, or I scold her for something, mm-hmm. very rare people, uh, she calls me a, the blue meanie. <laughs> You're being a blue meanie. <laughs> I go, yeah, but you got to clean your room up. You got to do your homework. <laughs> All right, so what are we looking for? Which track? You just want to tell me the number? Yeah, so that's side one. It's the last one. So one, two, oh, okay. three, four, five, six. Number six. I think you'd find side two has a lot of George Martin compositions, by the way. Is it incidental music? No one listens to side two. Broadcast, BBC broadcast. I do not. I don't either. <laughs> I do remember Let It Be on David Frost, though. Think of love actually when I hear this. <laughs> All you need is love. All you need is love. I saw that I've seen Love Actually and I liked it, but I don't remember anything about it. The cards. You remember the cards. I do remember the cards. Yeah. That's the guy from Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, um Andrew, uh, Andrew Lincoln. Lincoln, yeah. yeah. Which has been of well it, it when I saw that for the first time, I was reminded of Dylan's um, uh, "Subterranean but, Homesick Blues." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I heard that on the radio today. Uh, they played it on Jonesy's Jukebox. <gasps> Jonesy's Jukebox. Yes. Is that still going? Yeah. <gasps> really? Let me see if I can do my Jonesy. <clears throat> Sweet James Bergen. <laughs> Sweet James is the attorney. If you need an attorney, I can't do it very well tonight. <laughs> I did it. When did I do it? I did it with Murray Valeriano when he was on the show. And I did it really well. Was that heart one or heart two? Uh, it was heart two. Oh, nice. Good. He didn't get a transplant, people, but he had his heart cleaned up. Oh, okay. So Shined it, was, it all up. So it's like a plumbing thing. It was a valve. All right. Like a new valve? Yeah, they had to fix the valve, and then they went and they, got in there, they found a couple other things, mm. and they fixed that up, too. There was a 666 on his heart, and they sanded that off. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, yeah you don't want that. No. No. What, um, who's your favorite Beatle? Oh, well, I go through phases, really. So I had a thing, for a long time I had a thing about George. 
A lot of people love George. Yeah. You know, it's shy. It's quiet. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to bring him out of a shell. Got those big ears, though. Yeah. Yeah. So so then I kind of moved on mm-hmm. to John because his birthday is near mine. Yeah. So, like, yeah. We have that Libra sensibility. Mm-hmm. He's like, more. He would more get me. Intellectual. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because I've talked about this before many times on the show, but uh, there could be new listeners that have never heard this before, so I talk about it. I still can't believe that Double Fantasy won Album of the Year. Yeah. Because for me, half of that album is not listenable. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, but... But it was also, I think, awarded posthumously. Yes. Now, the, the songs that are good are amazing. Are, are great. Amazing. But album of the year to me means the whole entire body of work. Right. So why wasn't it just song of the year? It might have won some other awards. But no, I, I completely agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Song song of the year, but album of the year. Album of the, the year. Album of the year sounds like a gift. And I would have to look up. Maybe my computer's dried. Because I, I do, do want to look again to see what that was up against. Ooh, that would be really good to know. Hold on a second. Okay. I'm, leave, I'm leaving the microphone for a second. A lot of people are happy about that. <laughs> I'll wear my pants. Pat is soaked. I'm soaked. It's a completely different color. But I'm not going to stop recording. No. No. I, I hate the post-production part if I have to edit. Oh, like I literally okay. don't want to edit. I never edit. Yeah. I never do. No. I would rarely do. Oh, unless a nightmare. Some, unless someone was on and they said, oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that. Like Steve Lukather of Toto didn't want me, didn't want something in there. So I said, okay. Ooh, what was it? I'll tell you after we're done. <laughs> hey, this, this is very delicious, honey. This, um, yeah. this, um, what is it? I love it. The mozzarella. Mozzarella and, and sun-dried, sun-dried tom- tomato. Tomato. It's English. What am I looking up? I forgot what I'm looking up. Oh, okay. Uh, album of the year. Was that 1980? Yeah. Yeah. Album of the year, Grammy, 1980. Let's see. Let's see who that album was up against. Recipients. Okay, here. Oh, I love this. Wikipedia. Who, who logs this stuff in on Wikipedia? Who has the time to do this? Anybody can. Okay. That's a frightening. First of all, they won in 1980. I'm burping. 82. <laughs> It won in 82? Won in 82. Let me see when it came out. Yeah, that's weird. It was released in no- November 17th, 1980. 80. But it must, I don't know how, it, now it all sounds tricky. But when you hear what it was up against, okay, here we go. <laughs> it was up against Mistaken Identity by Kim Carnes. That can't be a good album. What's on that album? Betty Davis Eyes. Okay, look. Okay. That doesn't make the whole album good Mm-mm. because you have one good song on it or one hit. That's wow. that's that's complete bullshit. Ooh, Am I yeah. in the right category here? Yeah, Grammy Award for Album of the Year. Okay. What else was up there? Okay, here we go. No, we'll, uh, hold on, Dara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is so crazy. Breaking Away by Al Jarreau. Oh. That was Album of the Year. And what was on this... Uh, was, oh, I know this. My my roommate in college loved Al Jarreau. Uh, Roof Garden was the hit. 
But again, I don't know that this was a big album. You know what I mean? All right. The Dude by Quincy Jones. Which dude? It's just called The Dude. The album produced three U.S. top 40 hits. features the debut of vocalist James Ingram on the singles Just Once and 100 Ways. Oh. It just doesn't seem like that would be an album of the year. Okay, and then this... This one, I mean, because this is in my wheelhouse, it is now that I'm past the age of 40, was uh, Steely Dan Gaucho. Oh. I thought I remember that being a good album. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff on that. Let me see what's on this. uh, Babylon Sisters, Hey 19, Mm. Time Out of Mind, Third Mm. World Man. Um, Yeah, I mean, that doesn't sound like a great, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that doesn't sound like a great year. Mm, not so much. But see, I also remember that as being the time when when I was getting really irritated with the record companies for producing records that generally had one good song. Right. And they would make you buy the whole collection. Mm-hmm. I hated that. I hated being forced. And then they wouldn't release it as a single or you couldn't get it right. as a single. Wait to hear this. The year before that, 1981, album of the year went to Christopher Cross. Oh, okay. Sailing. Yeah, here's who he beat out: Billy Joel, Glasshouses, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Pink Floyd, The Wall lost to Christopher Cross, and then Trilogy, Past, Present, and Future, Frank Sinatra. I don't know what the hell that was, and Guilty by Barbara Streisand. That was the one produced by uh, so clearly this was a Marissa Tomei moment, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean that's crazy. Like, there are four really, really good albums, so they canceled each other out. Pink Floyd, The Wall, lost to Christopher Cross. Oh. That, that just is, doesn't seem possible. That doesn't seem possible at all. I'll tell you, Billy Joel was nominated for Album of the Year three years in a row. Mm. I love Glass Houses. Uh, That's actually one of my favorite Billy Joel albums. Yeah, it, it is my favorite Billy Joel album. Not three years in a row. He was nominated in 80, 81... 83, 84, he was killing it. Yeah. I'm still shocked that he just, he announced that he would stop making albums and he never, he's never made an album again. Really? He still, you know, he still tours, but he, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. never made another pop rock album. Yeah, but those were really good. Those were really good. I've said this a million times on the show too. I'm sorry for the people that have heard this a million times. But I saw him, I saw an interview with him and he said, people are always saying, when's the box set coming out with the unreleased stuff? And he goes, there's no, there's no unreleased stuff. We, I wrote 10 or 11 songs. We recorded those songs. That, that was it. We got wow. nothing else. Wow. So he just like, that was a thin vein of gold. Yeah. He had. Cause he I always, struck it, he mined it and yeah. it's done. Because I always compare it to, you know, Bruce Springsteen who records 70 songs for an album and then picks the 12. Yeah. Billy Joel was just like so concise. He's like, nope. This is it. I wrote these 11. These are good. Let's yeah. do it. And they were good. And they were good. Let me go back. Let me see if... if uh, I, I would imagine Beatles had to have won Album of the Year once. Yes. Sgt. Pepper was Album of the Year. Okay. Done in, we haven't done Sgt. Pepper. We haven't. Pick it out. Get in there. That was the only time they won Album of the Year. And that was a revolutionary album. It was, I think uh-huh. it was the first time that lyrics were printed on really? the, the cover. I think so. It was the first time that it, it, there was a song on an album that you would skip. 
<laughs> what do you? What song do you think I skip on this album? <laughs> Lovely Rita, because it reminds you of your daughter. No, yeah. I play that okay. twice. Right. Um, Serious question. Right. Okay. There's, there's a song I do not like at all on this album. What would you not like? Well, I would say for the benefit of Mr. Kite. Well, that is a novelty song at best, but I do like it better than Within You, Without You. I just do not like that George Harrison song what? at all. Is that on Sgt. Pepper? Yeah, it's uh, first song on side two. It's the longest song on the oh. No, it's the second longest song on the album. Oh, right. Okay. The, the title was obscured by the back of Paul's head, mm. which is also one of the clues. Oh, he's dead. Yeah. Rock in peace, Paul McCartney. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because by the time the show drops, he could be. You never know. Well, he is 76 now. Yeah. So, it could So, in two years... John Lennon will have been dead for 40 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's nuts. Here's what I always, you know how Ringo every year when he tours, he puts together that all-star band. Yeah. So like, it'll be like whoever it is, Colin Hay, John Waite, Todd Rundgren, Steve Lukather. And then throughout the show, each one of them will sing two of their hits. Maybe they only have two hits and they'll sing those two. (coughs) Sorry, I'm coughing. I, I always thought it would be so cool that if one summer, the bass player on that mm-hmm. tour was McCartney. What? And then he would just, then when it was his turn, he would sing whatever two McCartney songs he wanted to play. Mm-hmm. But I always thought that would be so cool if Paul called up Ringo and said, you know what? This summer when you go out, if you don't have a bass player, I would love to do it. Just for fun. Because it wouldn't be That's like you were so seeing cool. the Beatles, but it right. would just be like, oh, Paul's just playing bass on all these right. other songs and then he's going to sing... Band on the run and, you know, well, you know, maybe I'm amazed. Right. And whatever yeah. he wants to. That's my dream. I need to go see Ringo this summer. Well, they played together this year, didn't they? I think they probably played t- together at some Kennedy I Center guess. honors yeah. or some shit. But I would love, uh, every year, I, me and Chip Chinnery say, oh, let's go see Ringo. I've never seen a Beatle. I've never seen, well, that's not true. I saw, here's the only time I've seen a Beatle. David Wilde invited me to come watch the Grammy rehearsals and Paul McCartney was performing with Rihanna and Kanye. Oh, wow. So that's the only time I've ever seen a Beatle, but he was right there. Yeah. And it was cool. Wow. There How weren't many people were there. Um, I don't know, 20 rows back. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. But you couldn't run up and get his autograph. No, 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 no. I wouldn't. Um, that was the first thing that, that was the first time David invited me to go do something right. cool and uh, it, it, and he invited me really because ACDC uh, mm-hmm. was on that year. And uh, they actually played a song during rehearsal that wasn't even going to be on the show. They were just wanted to play a song. Yeah. And it was the loudest thing I've ever heard. Like <gasps> if, if that was my seat for an ACDC concert, mm-hmm. I couldn't have stayed in that seat because it was so loud. Like it was, it was like, a, you know, a knife jabbing into my eardrum. It was crazy. Right, yeah. But um no, I wouldn't. No, no, I wouldn't. I didn't even uh, attempt to get autographs. That would have been uh, a super <laughs> no-no. But, uh, but man, so many, so many people that day on rehearsals. Who else was there? Um, Katy Perry, and uh, 
I can't even remember. It was like, it was, I couldn't believe that I was, I was there. It was so much fun. Thank you again, David. That was really cool. Wow. And he also invited Rita and I to go to the- Was that Lovely Rita? Lovely Rita. We went to the, it's the, it's dress rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And literally it's, um, it's the whole show. They do the whole run mm-hmm. through, but like, mm-hmm. like uh, Adele saying she didn't have any makeup on or anything. It was like, she just, you know, she might have been a house coat. I don't know what she was in, right. but we saw Beyonce and uh, Bruno Mars and Adele and uh, Katy Perry and um, was Carrie Underwood and so many people. But like uh, that was the first time Rita ever saw like that was basically her first concert, and it was yeah. just it was amazing. It was like because they would come out and it was basically they would just they would just run through the whole show, mm-hmm. other than announcing who the winners were. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was super cool. Wow, that's yeah, super really, cool. really, really cool. It was really cool. Was that the Kodak or where was that? that? Was, no, that was at the Sable Center. Oh, right, right. Okay. All right. Ooh, nice. I forget what we're doing. Okay. Oh, what's the topic? Uh, Beatles, I think. That's we're right. We're on, uh, yes. And what, what number? Let's... If you say within you, without you. <laughs> oh, it's so tempting. So tempting. Uh, let's do the last one. Oh, one of my favorites. Yeah, we have to do this one. Such a great song. I read the news today, oh boy. That's John Lennon. About a lucky man who made the grade. And though the news was rather sad. Also a clue, Paul is dead. Well, I just had Rock and peace, Paul. <laughs> I saw the photograph of his head in the back of a police car. He blew his mind out in a car. He's dead. We miss him. He didn't notice that the lights had changed. This guy that records all those Paul McCartney albums, though, he's good. Yeah. People stood and stared. They'd seen his face before. Nobody was really sure if he was on the house of It was actually about the heir to the Guinness fortune. Was was the guy that Guinness was in beer? The Guinness beer, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He was the one who was killed in a, a car accident. Really? That was a friend of the, the Beatles from the party days. But um, in the in the conspiracy land, mm-hmm. it's all about Paul. And after the accident where he was killed and apparently decapitated, then. According to legend, then, so stupid. Yeah, then one of the four lookalikes who had been hired <laughs> mm-hmm. to to appear as Paul you know, for photo shoots or whatever, so he stepped up to be the replacement because, and this was apparently orchestrated by MI5 because they were afraid <laughs> that it would it, it would be devastating. To the British public, if Paul had been killed, so he was replaced by a Scottish orphan named William Shears. Billy. Yes, Billy Shears. This should be the plot of the next James Bond movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Is your company doing the next James Bond movie? Hopefully. I think I saw three of the four, or maybe all four, Daniel Craig movies in London, hmm. and it was so exciting every time. 
Because they would open there like a a week or two before they would open in the U.S. And and Pilar just happened to be there teaching. And and I was able to go with her. And it was so exciting. Yeah. Because people go crazy. Like, that's Mm -hmm. their thing. Yeah. Bond is theirs. Oh, and theirs very alone. Much so. yes. Although I think American director is directing the next one. Right. Who is who's directing it? I forget. I, it was going to be Danny Boyle and then right. he dropped out. Yeah. And who stepped in? I can't think of it. I think wait. You've got you got a dry keyboard now. Yeah, let me look. You've got the Oracle. Bond. I'm typing in Bond James Bond. <laughs> well, that's the only way to do it. Otherwise you'll get glue. Let me see what we get. James Bond in film. Okay, here we go. Scrolling, scrolling. Okay, here we go. Bond 25. Scroll, scrolling, scrolling. Okay. Uh, Okay, the director is Carrie Joji Fukunagi. I don't know what that, what the heck. Okay. Am I saying that right? I think he, uh, let's see what he did. I think he did, um, oh, he did the television series True Detective. Uh, but he which, was born in Oakland, California. He's 41 years of age. Which which True Detective? The first one or the second I think one? the first se- season. Oh, that was good. First season, yeah. But um yeah, I hope he uh I hope they I hope they nail it. It's been 5 it'll be mm-hmm. 5 years between Bond movies cuz this isn't going to open until 2020. Uh, well, yeah. This Casino Royale makes me so angry because yeah. They released it in 2006. Mm-hmm. If they would have waited six more months, mm-hmm. 007 in 2007. Right. What I are mean, they, why would why, you not do Why that? wouldn't you just wait? Yeah. Because at that time, it, it had already been four years. What's another six months? Right. Just to get the 007? Just to get the 007. Oh, now they got to wait till 3007 oh. to do it. Yeah, like, he's not going to be alive by then, I'm thinking. Do you think there will always be James Bond movies? Yes. Long after we're gone, they'll still be making James Bond movies. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I don't know why after these Christopher Nolan Batman movies that they just didn't continue with that look and that feel. Mm -hmm. Because for me, there should be Batman movies as often as there is a James Bond movie. Yeah, I agree. And they should have that look and feel that Christopher Nolan established Mm -hmm. where Batman is really in the real world. Yes, He's not fighting an alien from outer space. I know, and all of that. Freaking bullshit. Yeah, I know that's crazy. It's Stupid. Yeah. Makes yeah. me angry. But, but it's all, all it's all the, the superhero stuff now. It's got to be really hyper real and crazy universes. Mm-hmm. And But this DC, these DC people don't have it down yet. No, no, I'll give them five years. Oh, what do you know that I don't know? Oh, just the five-year rule. All right. Yeah, just everything takes about five years to... Figure itself out. Yeah, Marvel's nailing it. Yeah. They're killing yeah. it. Yeah, they're totally killing it. I've seen Infinity War six times. Comp- start to finish. Whoa. Like, I always think when I watch it again that I'm going to, like, fast forward through something. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm. I finally got Pilar to watch it over Christmas. Really? She's like, what are we going to watch? And I go, let's watch mm. Infinity War. She's like, oh. I, I go, come on. Just watch it. She loved it. She la- she loved she laughed at the Guardians so much. She loved Drax. Mm-hmm. She f- I I'm gonna go on record as, as a, this will air after the Academy Awards. So this is never gonna happen. But I truly believe Josh Brolin should be nominated for Best Actor for Thanos. Yeah. Or yeah. Thanos, however yeah. you say it. I really thought that was an emotional part. There's a lot of 
you can make you can make fun of me for liking these Marvel movies, but there's a lot of stuff to juggle. Twenty five, let's say twenty five heroes. They all have a funny line. They all get to do something cool action wise. They all get to have an emotional uh, line or something. Yeah. yeah. To, to, I mean, it was unbelievable to me. Yeah. What they good. pulled off with that movie. Uh, it, was it was really unbelievable. Good. Yeah. It was really well done. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. All and right. the next one's going to be really good too. Have you seen it? No. But have you seen some of it? A little bit. That's amazing that you've seen some of that. I've seen the ending. <laughs> What's our next song? Ooh. Uh, uh, okay. How does this home. music sound in the headphones? Because you never, li- you don't, do you listen to music in like amazing headphones like this? Not or just in your headphones. little, little I mean, earbuds? These are amazing headphones. I mean, this is, we got a whole thing. It's a turntable through a thing, through a board, through a computer. Yeah, but these are Bose. That's true. Every the time, I, even when I have a guest on and they're listening to music that they recorded, They'll be like they'll say like that music sounds really good in these headphones. Okay, I'm going to a compilation album. This is Beatles '62 to '66. It's the red one. Now this is so funny because even though I own every single Beatles album, I still own the red album and the blue album yeah. because they're they're amazing. They are. I well, going back to what I was saying earlier about the my musician friend that was talking about how. The musicians choose the order of the songs to tell a story. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a flow to right. it. But these compilations have equally a, a flow. They do. That's, that's really lovely. I wonder if George Martin like picked this, this uh, sequence, these. I don't know, I don't but know I wouldn't either. be somebody who really understands songwriting and, and mm-hmm. storytelling, I think. And I love how they recreated the, uh, the, uh, the look of the, of the Blue Album. The band um, recreated the cover from... Uh, from the Red Album. Well, they weren't recreating the cover of the Red Album, but you know what I mean. Right, right, right. In, the, was, sta- in the stairwell or whatever, in the apartment building, looking over the balcony of a whatever an and apartment. And I can't remember where this is, but I need to find it and go take a selfie or yeah. have someone take a selfie of me. And, yeah, and, then, and have those people stands. hate you. The <laughs> yes. way they hate the, the Abbey yes. Road people hate you. You're holding up traffic. The okay. only thing that bummed me out was when the Red Album came out, uh, all those songs can fit on one CD. But they kept it, they spread it across two CDs to keep it, you know what I mean? Right, to yeah. Keep it, but all those songs on the Red Album will fit uh, on an 80-minute CD. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, you know, they're short little right. pop. Oh, we've got a, There's the apple. apple. We have an Apple appearance. Oh. Play the Apple song, Mommy. I love the Apple song. Okay. All right, this is taking me forever to find this. Where is it? Wait. So I, I think the, the this is a, an occasion where the album is misfiled, I think. Right. So hang on a second. I'm looking for Eleanor Rigby. Because. Because um, it's awesome. Right, because it's awesome. And because that's the one song I really remember from from the, the Red Album. Okay. It, it was kind of scary to me, though. It is, with the with the uh, strings? Well, yeah, and, and just even though I was young. but It's I'm, got like it, like it would be on the Omen soundtrack. Yeah. Ah, here we go. Number six. Because, I don't know, it's a creepy old lady that lives in a church by herself for some reason and keeps a jar by the door. Church people. <laughs> oh, caught the, caught the tail end of whatever was playing. Let me see. I think that was Paperback Writer. Oh, that's a great song. Ah, look at all the lovely people. 
Pass up the rice in the church where a wedding has been Lives in a dream, waits at the window Wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door Who is it for all the lonely people? Where do they all come from? All the lonely people Where do they all belong? Father Mackenzie Writing the words of a sermon that no one will hear No one comes near such a great tune. It's kind of mesmerizing. Yeah. They're nailing it. <laughs> they nailed it. I think the string section was really excited about that. Uh, yeah, because they probably had never played on a... On a Beatles album before? With a, with a rock and roll combo. Right. Yes, on a Beatles album. Okay, let me tell you. Now I'm going to do going to give you a rundown here of all the times the Beatles were nominated for Album of the Year. In 1966, they were nominated for Help. Ah. And they were nominated against Barbara Streisand, Eddie Arnold, The Sound of Music soundtrack, and Frank Sinatra. Okay, here's a fun fact. Eddie Arnold, his great-niece is Paula that gave me the album collection. Now, that is a fun fact. Yeah. Because I was on the edge of my seat wondering if this is really going to be a fun fact. <laughs> and that is a fun fact. What is her name? Actually, is, it pa- is she Paula Arnold? Yes. I mean, she's married now, but that, that was her, her maiden That's name. That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, Frank Sinatra won that year for the album September of My Years. All right. So, okay. Okay. All right. Then they were nominated the next year with Revolver. Oh, and they were nominated. Good. They were nominated against Barbara Streisand again, the Doctor Zhivago soundtrack, uh, and Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass, and again nominated against Frank Sinatra. And Frank Sinatra won again. Oh wow! Oh really? Let me tell you something, baby. I'm beating those Beatles. Those fucking mop tops. <laughs> Bring them in here, baby. I don't like that hippie shit. Um, well, he ended up recording yesterday in the end. Yesterday. All my troubles seem so... That's my uh, Frank Sinatra by <laughs> way of... spot on. By way of uh, Phil Hartman, by way of anyone who ever did Frank Sinatra. So the year they won, then they won in 68 again for Sgt. Pepper, and they beat Francis Albert Sinatra. Fuck you, Frank. Fucking peace. <laughs> then they were nominated in 1969, uh, Magical Mystery Tour... Was nominated against 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 Richard Harris. Oh, for MacArthur Park. Uh, a Tramp Shining is the name of the album. Oh, that's probably on there. Uh, Jose Feliciano. Ooh. Simon and Garfunkel. Feliz Navidad. Simon and Garfunkel bookends, and Glenn Campbell. By the time I get to Phoenix, and Glenn Campbell wins. Uh, oh yeah, but I I like he's actually, good. And uh, Magical Mystery Tour is just okay. <laughs> Now here, listen to this. One more. Oh, yeah, Keep okay. that, hold yeah, that okay, platter. Okay, okay, what? 1970. Yeah. Abbey Road is nominated. Oh. They go up against Age of Aquarius by The Fifth Dimension. Uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, self-titled. At San Quentin, Johnny Cash. By the way, I don't believe a live album should be nominated for album of the year because it's made up of songs that were have already been out there. Right. So yeah, I call- Just because you have people cheering yeah, in front of it. I call bullshit on that. Yeah. 
and then uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears self-titled. Oh. And Blood, Sweat, and Tears won. Really? That's crazy. Oh, that was a good year. That was a good year. What was that, 70? 71? 70. 71 okay. was good, too. I mean, we're just going to change this to the, the Grammy show. Uh, <laughs> Chicago self-titled up oh. against uh, Close to You by The Carpenters, up against Deja Vu by Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, up against mm-hmm. Elton John self-titled, yeah. up against Sweet Baby James by James <gasps> Taylor, up against Bridge Over Troubled Water by Simon and Garfunkel, and Simon and Garfunkel won that. Okay, and then so fast forward 10 years, mm-hmm. and you've got, wait, what were those albums again? <laughs> the Dude? The d- yeah, what the fuck? And Kim Carnes. Yeah, Kim Carnes, Al Jarreau, the dude. Now, here's a fun fact. I think there's a fun fact. I'm going to call it a fun fact. The first solo Beatles album to be nominated for Album of the Year was All Things Must Pass by George Harrison. Right, because and that was... Um, 1972. That was, right, that was a triple album, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah. So now, he was the yeah, so he was the first one mm-hmm. to actually produce a solo. Yeah. Thing. I think so. And then obviously when I tell you what won, you're going to you're going to be fine with it, but it's Carol King Tapestry. Mm. So. Well. And then we go What if I knew this all in my head, but I don't. I'm reading it. Uh, we go then it takes we have to go the whole way to 75 then with Band on the Run. Paul McCartney and Wings was nominated. Wings took a while to develop, though. They did. Yeah, those first couple Wings albums, they just got re-released on CD. They sound great, but... uh, Yeah, but... Yeah, it was a a, a little slow go. It's kind of working it out. Yep. There's about three three really strong Wings albums, and the other ones are... They're okay. I'm sure I'm going to get flack. Email me. Rocksolidpodcast at gmail.com. I answer emails. I try to answer them quickly. I get an email, I answer it. What do you got? What's your next song, Dara? Okay. How long have we been recording? 150. That's fine. That's fine. Totally it's the fine. Beatles. And it's vinyl, so it takes time. Okay. I'm going back to Magical Mystery Tour. Oh, by the way, I haven't been removing the albums from the platter. We've just been stacking one upon the other. <laughs> right. And waiting for each one to fall. Just to make... Oh, oh, oh those the, the, the vinyl oh. touched. Apple touched capital. We're on a side one? Side one. Track one. All right. Going for the... The titular song. Just because you brought it up. I always felt like something was about to happen when this started. And then you're disappointed? Yeah. (laughs) Did you try this? Do you like Top and Odd? I do. I just didn't want to crunch. Well, let's just just crunch away. Tapenade is made with olives. No. Not a big olive fan, but the, the cream cheese kind of... Um, it does, but yeah. tapenade makes it taste less like olives. There's the seasonings and stuff. I believe that to be true. <laughs> uh, I worked on a... Uh, is that John or Paul? It's none of the Beatles. It might be Dick Van Dyke from <laughs> Mary Poppins. Um, 
I, uh, I worked on a uh, reality show called Taste of America, and I was working on a segment about this company that made olives. And I'm watching all the footage, and I'm like, man, I don't like olives at all, but man, it was making me so hungry to try these amazing olives that they're they're making and then the company sent a whole bunch of olives and we all we cracked them all open and people were eating them and loving them and then i ate one i'm like yeah i still don't like olives well where were they from it was in california somewhere northern california uh, somewhere. california olives mm, I was, yeah. but california olives aren't good California olives are fine. I don't want to get them. <laughs> well, I don't think we have a big uh, olive uh, contingent of listeners. You never know. That's true. I stopped listening because of your olive comment. But don't ever have Dara back on. <laughs> There's. I, I learned to love olives when I was traveling around Italy. I love olive oil, the character from Popeye. Yeah. Oh, and she's good, isn't she? <laughs> And that was Shelley Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. Yeah. I always want I want to love that movie, and then I just I don't. It's not a good movie. No, no. The, the the further I get away from those things and go back, like Mork and Mindy. Yeah. I mean that's a Robin Williams connection, right. obviously. But like, oh, I love that show so much when when it was on. I always want to watch. I always want to love the uh, the Flash Gordon movie oh. from the eighties. And I always think I'm going to like it, and then I watch it again, and I'm like, man, I really don't like this. I can't. I just can't. Did you see Bohemian Rhapsody? Not yet, but we worked on that. What did you do? Oh, did you do the um, Live Aid stuff? Yeah. Yeah, crowds. Putting all the crowds in. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I, I, It's a flawed, fun movie. Because there's some timeline stuff. Again, people, I've talked uh, about it. But Dara hasn't heard it. She hasn't listened to this stupid show. Um, I actually do listen. <laughs> the um, when they write "We Will Rock You," Freddie has mustache and short hair, mm. which he didn't have till the eighties. Mm-hmm. And that song was came out in seventy seven, probably written in seventy six. So that yeah. was I was like, "Come on, dudes! Mm, yeah, it's pretty simple." And then when they're touring the clubs in seventy four, seventy five, uh, they're singing "Fat Bottom Girls," which didn't come out till seventy eight. So I'm like, "Dudes, it's a great song, but." They do a montage of the 78 tour. Yeah. And there's other good songs in 74, 75. Stone Cold Crazy. And it's so easy to look this up, too. And Well, and then and then Brian May and um, Roger Taylor were creative consultants on the film. So right. I guess they just wanted to tell a more fun story. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. It's like, do you want to tell a documentary? Yeah. Or do you want to tell a fun story? I mean, people that don't know that aren't huge queen i mean look over there look i got uh, i got uh, four queen books stacked up right there <laughs> so uh you know if you're just a casual fan that knows the hits you're not gonna know mm-hmm. yeah. you'll have fun with it yeah and uh but yeah there's a couple of things were like come on didn't ruin it for me but it was like mm. no yeah that that would really bother me i think there was uh i forget there's been some movies we've seen where it's it's like a period piece and it's set like Whatever time it's set in, and then there's a song playing. I'm like, nope, that song came out four years later. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. use that song. Yeah. Lots of lots of songs, people. Right? Yeah. Why do you have? To Why do you have to use that song? Yeah. And if you're going to use that song, then set your movie in the four proper time yeah. Pe- yeah. period. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree with that. By the way, my parents walked out of the movie Back to the Future because my mom said, "Oh, when he went back in time and his mom fell in love with him, that could never happen." Really, mom? Time travel? 
It's a fantasy. Wait, wait, I want to clear this up. So, wait, was your mom okay with time travel, <clears throat> but just not okay with a mom falling in love with a son? Her own son. None of it could happen. <laughs> By the way, what year did Back to the Future? I want to figure out how old my parents were when they stopped having fun. Was that 85? Back to the Future is 1985. Okay. Oh, I got that right. So my mom is currently 81 years old. So... 2008, I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm not figuring out in my head. 2018 minus 1985 equals, my mom was 33 years old. So at 33 years old, she had stopped having fun. (laughs) That's what that tells me. When you go see, when you go see Back to the Future, a movie that everyone is loving. Yeah. And your take, you leave it. Yeah. And your takeaway is that could never happen. At thirty three, like oh, that's oh, that's so young to give up hope and yeah, yeah. I'm twenty two years older than my mom was when she said Back to the Future could never happen, <laughs> and I still believe it can. I believe. I believe it. Yeah. What? Uh, let me think. If I want to hear what song, might I want to hear? I would like to hear. Um, oh, what is it? And will you be able to find it? Day Tripper? Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Literally, she's just piling these albums up willy-nilly. She doesn't even care. It's like, it's as if she doesn't like the Beatles. (laughs) I'm throwing them into the the pool of champagne. The bottom of that pile, you might find Paul's head. kind of a woman brings a shakes up a bottle of champagne and brings it up around electrical equipment and all my collectibles ah oh i got this right because i remember this is on yesterday and today yes this is the album the, the american album cover features the four the lads yeah. with paul sitting inside of a trunk but and that it, means that paul will eventually be in a coffin because he dies see he's in a box so <laughs> it was foreshadowing because they knew that was going to happen but the uh, original but, cover yeah the original british cover was um they were featured with doll parts mm-hmm. and and butchers outfits yep. bloody butchers now outfits. they released this album on cd and it comes with a sticker so you can decide which cover you want of course no one's sticking the sticker on they're just keeping you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. pretty cool well maybe somebody out there is sticking the sticker on How do you maybe know that it's nobody no uh, that's true that's true could be well you're ruining the collectability of both the cd and the sticker <laughs> so by all means ruin your life <laughs> <laughs> oh and then i see though uh, you know, I'm going to day tripper, but we can work it out. It's so oh, great. Oh, see, that's such a good one. Let's do both. Okay. I think this was the first album I where I really, really I fell in love with the Beatles. Way. Do I have to keep on Tambourine, my new oh. instrument of choice. Why where is it? It's in a kindergarten because <laughs> it's a children's. We can work it out and get it straight. I'll say goodnight. We can work it out. We can work it out. Life 
call that little accordion-y sounding thing? An accordion? I don't know. What that, I don't know. Is is it? It, maybe it is an accordion. Like a melodion f- or something? I feel like when the Beatles recorded, like every instrument was in the studio and they would just at some right. time or other go, Spoons. Why don't we do some? Yeah, whatever. Everything. Whatever was whatever they could get their hands on, they would use. Um, how many knobs do you think are on this mixing board? 172. Eight, six, eights, 48. I don't know what any of these do. Oh, do you just like turn them? We just have, we, this is how it's set up. And we tell people, please don't fucking touch these knobs. Mm. (laughs) Uh, A friend of ours, Tony Thaxton, he's in a band called, uh, he was in a band called Motion City Soundtrack. He's an amazing drummer. And uh, he set the board up for us and made us a template. And uh, we tell people that that's the rule. Don't fucking touch these buttons. (laughs) We don't know what any of them do. I don't know what any of them do. Like, I don't don't know if I turn this red one up right now, if my voice will change. Oh. (gasps) Can you do Let me see. I'm I'm turning this up. I'm turning it. See, it doesn't sound like it does anything. I don't know. Let me see what this does. That that doesn't do anything. No. Does this do? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's left and right. Yeah. 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 That's something. Okay. Okay. Don't touch. Dara, stop touching this. (laughs) I didn't touch it. All right, dude, uh, I didn't touch it. Dude, shut up. Okay, uh, day trip. Okay. I queued that one up without readers. There we go. Such a great riff. More tambourine. Davy Jones was in the Beatles. lot of tambourine work on that one a lot of stuff going on yeah sometimes you know when i don't listen in my headphones i don't realize that there's a a lot cowbell or tambourine right i gotta be honest before that um cowbell sketch on saturday night live yeah about blue oyster cult i never really noticed that there was so much cowbell in that song now but now i'm like holy crap yeah that's a lot of of goddamn cowbell i know i'm trying to get the uh the two guys, uh, the two main guys from uh, Blue Oyster called on the show. I sent their management an email. Really? They didn't answer me yet. Come on, people. Persistence. I just never, I, I don't stop until they say no. Yeah. Okay. Just just keep going. I just keep pushing. I just keep asking. Did you tell them that you would have a cowbell? I told them that Sean Cassidy and Nancy Wilson have been on in the last uh, six weeks as of this record. Yeah, but you know what they need. Need more cowbell. Yeah. Have we hit all your notes yet? <laughs> um, have we hit all the notes? Um, hang on. Hang on. Hey, Hold up Wait. a second. Hello. Hello. Hello to you. Hello, hello, hello. Well, hello. I think we've mostly hit them. I think, all right. I think we've pretty much done it. Do you want to uh, Do you want to pick a playout song since we're at two hours and three minutes? You want to pick yeah. a playout song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't seem like two hours. Does it seem like we've been sitting here two hours? Nope. I would say 20 minutes. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I that's know. how that's fun. That's bizarre. Okay. It's always so fun. Give me a second. I'm going to I know the song. Okay. okay. Look for it. All right. I'll promote right now. I'll just do the promoting right now cuz we're looking for the playout song. We are at Rock Solid Show. 
I'm at Pat underscore Francis. Kyle is at Kyle Dotson Funny. Dara, where are you at on Twitter? <laughs> Do you tweet much? You don't. But I, I don't tweet much. Uh, Dara Dactyl. Dara Dactyl. Yeah. Spell it. D-A-R-A-D-A-C-T-Y-L. All right. Let's yeah. see if you get some more followers from that. Dara Dactyl. I'm going to get hate tweets, aren't no, I? No, you aren't going to get hate tweets. I got to be honest. If you lived in LA still, you would probably be one of my rotating hosts on this <gasps> show. Really? I can say that because you don't live here. Right. <laughs> no, you There's would no be. No obligation. You, you definitely would be. Because I like okay. to hang out with you, I like to talk to you, and you and you know this about has music. Been so much. You don't understand how much of a dream this has been. Like I, I've been that wanting to do strange. this. For, I know, but <laughs> like I've been really wanting. I just to like to sit down time. with my friends and listen to music. It's fun. I tell people all the time. I've never once said to Pilar, oh, "I got to go podcast tonight." So you, you because if you're going to do that, yeah. then don't do it. Right. Okay, you got to do number ten. All right. So, uh, Patreon page, if you want to support us, uh, $1, you get our gratitude. $2 a month, you can win prizes. And we have so many prizes that we've been giving out. It's crazy how much stuff I've been giving out. And I love doing it. $5, you get the episodes ASAP. We're recording this tonight. We're recording this January 2nd. You're not going to hear regular people. I call them regular people. Aren't going to hear it till March. The ASAP Club will probably be listening to this on the 3rd or the 4th. Whoa. Yeah. See? And then $10, uh, I do a video once a week. Uh, so, and, you get to, and you get to see that content. And uh, Can you do like the champagne thing again for the video? Oh, my God. I, I wish that was on video. And uh, $25 a month, you can, um, you can co-host the show and pick the topic. And we will record as long as it takes. And you know it. You've heard people on here do it. And we just go until... Until the people are pleased. Because <laughs> that's what I want to do. Dara, thank you so much thank you, for Pat. being on the show. Uh, do you just want to give me a track number? Or did you already say the song? And it's I'm number 10. Number 10. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's Abbey you. Road. It's the weird one. Uh, after we play this, we're going to go have dinner that my wife we is are. cooking. I, I think she's cooking Greek food. I'm so excited. And uh, I'm probably going to dump uh, a bottle of uh, something over her head. <laughs> Well, it would be the polite thing to do. Be a polite you know, thing to do. Tit for tat, right? All right, number yeah. 10. Okay, number 10. Here we go.
busy.